Hi there, I'm Jamie Sweetland. This is episode two of The Reading List, a podcast where I talk about the books I read. In today's episode, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child by John Tiffany, based on a story by J.K. Rowling. So for any of you who haven't read this, I'll give a brief description from the overview here. It was always difficult being Harry Potter, and it isn't much easier now that he is an overworked employee of the Ministry of Magic, a husband, and father of three school-aged children. While Harry grapples with a past that refuses to stay where it belongs, his youngest son Albus must struggle with the weight of a family legacy he never wanted. As past and present fuse ominously, both father and son learn the uncomfortable truth. Sometimes, darkness comes from unexpected places. So, this is the cast of Harry Potter all grown up. For those of you who remember reading the original books or watching the movies, they obviously grew up over the course of that, but they are fully grown adults now with their own children, and their own children are now old enough to be attending Hogwarts. So, the crux of this story revolves around um, Harry's son, Albus, who uh, is kind of having a difficult time because, spoiler alert, it's not much of a spoiler alert, it happens right at the beginning of the book. Um, Albus is sorted into Slytherin, and he has a really hard time with that. So, um, the, the rest of the plot, I won't give away, it revolves a lot around time travel, which we probably would, you would remember if you read the original books. Um, Hermione had a time turner in one of them that allowed her to go forward and backward through time. Albus winds up with a time turner, and, um... Problems ensue. Uh, there's a lot of causality issues as he goes back and forth and kind of wreaks havoc on everything while attempting to do his best to fix things. Um, continues to make things worse and worse. Overall, I liked the story. So I'll start by saying that. I enjoyed reading this book. It is a play, so it doesn't read like a novel. It reads like a play. But once you get past that, the story is actually pretty interesting. It's got some interesting turns. Um, I like the direction that they went with some of the characters. I liked Albus. Uh, I liked Draco's son. Um, what I had a little bit of a problem with was um, it seemed a little thin. And I don't know if that's just because it's a play rather than a novel, so it doesn't go into the level of detail that a novel would. But one of the things that I loved about the original Harry Potter series was that there is a really intense level of uh, detail and immersion. You feel like you can really feel what it would be like to be at Hogwarts. You feel like you come to understand what it means to be in the wizarding world and all these fun things. It's it's a real escapism. And I didn't get that from this one. It felt like somebody was telling me a story about a book they read. That's that's really what this feels like. Is somebody explaining the story to me by reenacting it, but I'm not getting the original actual immersive story. Um, the other thing I had a problem with was it, it seems like the cast from the original stories is diminished. Not in size, but just in capability. Because in the original books, uh, Harry and Hermione and Ron are all pretty remarkable. Harry especially is pretty remarkable. He's, he defeats... Um, he defeats... I can't think of his name. The big bad guy who has no nose in the movie. He beats him... By himself as a as a child and so the fact that in in this book there's instances wherein he is being fooled by the same tricks he used as a child it's just it's it stretches belief 
Same with Hermione. Hermione was always so sharp and able to figure everything out. And somehow they managed to sneak around her back like like she's not even looking. And I don't think, in my mind at least, that that's the way the characters would have grown up to be. That aside, it is fun to see the characters back. It's fun to, to read through a new Harry Potter story. Everybody loves a good Harry Potter story. There's apparently two more coming out soon, so that's exciting. And whether or not they're, they're any good, I'll probably still read them. But uh, for this one... I think, if I remember correctly, I rated this one a 3 out of 5. I stand by that. The story was good. I liked the universe. I liked a lot of the characters. I did not like some of the characterization. And it just felt a little thin. So I'm hoping that the next two Harry Potter stories will be novels rather than screenplays. And maybe that, maybe we'll find out if that was actually the problem. So, without any further ado, that is... That for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Our next book that we're going to be discussing next week is uh, we're veering off into nonfiction. So it, you'll notice as I go through this list, a lot of books are really seem at a left field. I have wide ranging interests. Um, so you can see we started out in the first episode with something about philosophy. Now we're into sort of wizarding fantasy. And next is going to be nonfiction with The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, if you're not familiar with Malcolm Gladwell, he also has a podcast called Revisionist History that's fascinating. He's been a guest on the Freakonomics podcast. Um, I think he's a really interesting guy. And his book, The Tipping Point, will be the book we are covering next week. So until then, have a great week and read more books. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.